I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you. Hi everyone, I'm Jason Ballara and this is the Know Your Why podcast. Today I'm here with Todd Silence. Todd is co-founder and managing partner of Summit Capital. His main responsibilities as managing partner include overseeing acquisitions, capital raising, construction management, and investor relations. Um, Todd, I, we, we, I've had the fortune of knowing you for a little while due to a, a common uh, mentorship group. But uh, first, let me just say thank you for coming on the show today. I, I appreciate you taking the time. No, absolutely, Jason. I appreciate uh, being here and you opening this opportunity up for me. Yeah, awesome. Well, why don't you start and just tell us uh, tell us about yourself, tell us your background. Um, like I said, we, we know each other a little bit, so but pretend like I don't know anything because uh, you know this is for for people listening. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, you and I have spoken a, a handful of times here, but as, as you mentioned, I'm currently with a company, our company Summit Capital. Um, but like a lot of your guests on this show, I didn't start in real estate. I didn't come at, you know, going into school or coming out of school saying, Hey, I'm going to get into real estate. I, uh, came out of school and got into the insurance world here about 20 years ago, looking in the, into the corporate life and kind of thought like, you know what, like everyone else or a lot of people, I'm just going to go through working a corporate job and, and maybe in 30, 40 years, go ahead and retire. But Soon after coming out of school and and really understanding the corporate world, I was like, you know what? I don't know if this is ultimately going to be for me and started looking at what I could do and, and maybe some other ventures out there and that I'd, I'd be able to undertake to, to kind of move myself out of, of that corporate world. Now, it would be about 20 years until I could do that, but what I ended up getting into is looking into the franchising space for um, an Anytime Fitness, which is, I don't know if you're familiar with it or not, but mm -hmm. the 24-hour fitness center that in my mid-20s ended up purchasing a franchise, open a franchise, and kind of doing that along with my corporate job in the insurance world. Now, eventually my wife and I, or I should say at the time when I opened it, my we weren't married when we were getting into it, but we eventually got married and my wife was an actuary and left her job to kind of work in our fitness business and, and, and work, in the, work in the anytime fitness as I was still in the insurance world. And over time, you know, we really the the gym business did did really well, and she was she was working uh, in our in our franchise. And I continued to work in the insurance world and and uh, kind of different positions and 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 whatnot. But eventually, I got to the point where it was time for me to do something different, and I was just looking for the change where I could have a little more freedom. I could have a little bit more uh, time with my family. And it was about four or five years ago when I said to my wife, I was like, you know, we go to and we meet a lot of other business owners through through our other business that we that we have. 
And what there was a common theme that I noticed was that a lot of these entrepreneurs and business owners, not only did they maybe own a business or they were high income earners in, in their profession, but they all somehow either owned or invested in the real estate space. And it was something that I really looked at and wanted to, from a younger age, say, hey, you know, it, it it's something that I wanted to eventually get into and maybe from a, a diversification of investments. But it was just, I noticed a lot of these professionals had real estate somehow in their portfolio. And it was, you know, it was a, I think it was about back in 2019 or 2018, I had been working as a consultant with an insurance company. I was doing a lot of traveling in the Northeast at the time and, and being away from my family. And we had I had just come back from a, a training, a leadership and performance training that I was doing. And we left literally the Saturday after I got back to go on vacation and we're, and we're traveling down to the shore. I'm located here on the East Coast outside of Philly. And we were going down to the, to the beach. And I said to my wife at the time, I was like, you know, I need... I need to do something a little bit different. I've been traveling too much, been spending a lot of time away, for, away from the family, and I've been doing a lot of research on real estate. And I said, hey, I, I think this is the opportunity for us from, I wanted to start getting into investment properties and, and whether it was owning myself, investing through some syndications, whatnot, I, I really started diving into it. And I told her, I said, give me six months to figure this out. I think if you give me six months, um, to figure this out, I can move on or at least attempt to start that journey to move to move out of that out of that corporate job. And about six months later, I mean, I, I, I dove headfirst into it. And six months later, I was able to acquire our first property. And then from there, it, it's been a, a, a slow trickle, but it's, uh, three, three years later now, we've been able to move into a handful of acquisitions from our personal portfolio, as well as to and to our com commercial portfolio as well. Now with we, myself and my business partner have started Summit Capital where we're really trying to work with other business owners, entrepreneurs in educating them and providing them some opportunities to invest passively through through real estate. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, I, I do know mo most of that story, I think, it, but it's, you're right, you know, it's a common theme in the sense that, you know, you start to, start to be around business owners, you start to be around, um, you know, I guess, wealthier and wealthier people uh, that enter your life. And, and it, it is that common theme that they're somehow involved in real estate, whether it's actively or passively. And, and there's a lot of reasons for that, right? It, you know, passive income is a nice thing to have. Uh, there's a lot of tax benefits. So I find a lot of people that come from <clears throat> business where they're generating a lot of income or uh, potentially have had the sale of a company, they've had a large capital event and they're like, I got to figure out what to do with this money. So um, it's a good problem to have to be sure. But, but also I think that, you know, your, your entrance into it is, is very interesting because you have, you know, sort of a background as, as a franchise business owner um, and your, what people maybe outside the real estate world don't realize is that these properties are, are a business, right? Each, each of them is a business. You have your, you have some capital, that's a business, but, but each property has to be run as if it's a business. Oh. And so I think that your experience from that world actually provides a lot of value to you and your partners and your investors 
in terms of, Hey, I, I've, I've run a business like you and your wife, you know, I don't, I don't know if she's involved with Summit Capital, but like the, that past experience always, I think a lot of times we tend to maybe downplay what, what we, what we did before and, oh, it's not relevant, blah, blah, blah. but, it, but it's all relevant. It's all, it's all skill sets. It's all experience that you've built. Do you feel like that is the case? Do you feel like you're able to take some of what you learned and built previously and, and sort of bring that into the real estate world? Yeah, absolutely. Because one one of the things, you know, that when we first looked at operate, or I should say opening a business 15 plus years ago, was I could go out and open, you know, Todd's company or Todd's gym or Jason's gym or whatever, whatever it might be. But one of the things that drew us to the franchise um, and, and the franchise systems out there, we looked at a handful was the fact that there's systems in place. You know, there's a successful or proof of concept when it comes to that kind of business model. It's why they're able to franchise. I mean, the, if you've ever read, uh, read the book, The E-Myth, right, talks about that a little bit about systems and the benefits of franchise. And we knew we knew back then we were very organized uh, people. My wife was an actuary at the time. You know, I, I continued in the insurance industry and we just said, hey, we want to look at, op if we're going to operate and open a business, a system, something that's already been done, right? And, and it's a proven concept that we can then take and implement our systems inside the business. We can find the people or put 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 in the systems that how we want to operate. And that made us pretty successful operating the, the franchises, or the, those gyms. That's also how I operated in the insurance world when I was working in that industry as well Is you know, let's look at systems, not reinvent the wheel. So when it comes to the transition, the real estate, I look at that as well as any passive investment or look at other operators or when we started to do our own portfolio was I'm not going to go out there and reinvent the wheel. Let me find the people who have already done this. Let me find the systems that they have in place to operate their rental portfolio. And I started out small. Like, I mean, I bought a single family home. Like my first year, six months after I told my wife, hey, uh, give me six months to learn everything I can. I literally dove headfirst into going to meetups, just reaching out to anybody I knew, started small in my local market. And within the first year, was able to acquire three properties. Okay, that's, you know, but they're single, fam they're single family homes. But I was able to then implement systems in that business saying, hey, I'm going to start this rental business or a company that's going to specialize in just small, maybe single family, small multifamily rentals. And then year two was able to scale that, get the people who know how to do it. You know, I'm not, I, I, you know, I don't know how to manage a property. I don't know maybe on how to underwrite, but I can figure that out and I can find those who are experts at it and learn from them and, and then put those systems in place. So that experience from the corporate world, as well as operating our own business of using systems, that's kind of how I was able to scale this and how I try to implement it now. And then that way, when we talk to potential investors or other operators, whoever it might be, you know, I'm always trying to not only explain our systems or let them know our systems in place, but I want to learn from them. I want to learn like, you know, Jason, how are you managing, you know, your buildings? What's, what's your process? What's your acquisition process, et cetera. Because if I can learn from that and, and, and then implement it here, I'm, I'm all about the, the systems in it. And I think that's, that's re really big in our space now. Yeah, I agree. I th and I think that the point of, you know, sort of not reinventing the wheel, it, it, people are doing it. People are doing it very, very successfully. There's no reason not to 
kind of it's not to say do it everybody does everything exactly the same it's just look at what they're doing look at the people who are doing what you want to do and kind of emulate what they're doing while putting your own spin on it so it's like yeah you don't have to think of it as oh i you know i don't have any <laughs> i don't have any uh of my own ideas or my own input to this i'm just doing what someone it it's not the case it's just some people are doing it very successfully and and people are doing it successfully in different ways right so you might look to one mentor and find oh they're doing you know this piece and then look to another and they're doing it you know this piece a little bit differently and so you you can pick and choose what you like uh, and sort of implement it into your own business and put put your own your own spin your own sort of nuances in there to to kind of operate it the way you want to so it it is uh probably maybe i think maybe people coming in might sometimes think it, it's so hard it's overwhelming what what am i going to do but you know you, you've already talked about a couple of different ways to sort of overcome those those i guess limiting beliefs but but one is you started with some single family homes okay that's fine there's nothing wrong with that like lots of people start there that's great do something right you you you, you gave yourself that in your in your your wife a, a a reassurance of this sort of six months time for period and then you, you went to work and so it's just like i i i hate when i hear you know sort of people worried about you know oh i'm not, I'm not gonna be able to do it or I'm not, you know yeah. the, the limiting beliefs and we all have them i i have them it's it's not that but i it's it's easier to talk about other people's limiting beliefs and how we can help through them rather than my own but it's true it's like what you said is exactly it just get in do what you're comfortable with look at other people that are doing what you want to do and sort of emulate them and then get the systems in place to, to scale to that so it it's it's a really um i think very calculated and sort of business-like approach that you've you've taken to it yeah and you and you said something great there of, of, about take take action whether there's there's a time period and I'm a big believer, and whether it's with our staff, um, staff at, at at our gym or whatever, is that time, right? Time will never stand still. It's always going to move forward. And when people come in, and and I can use the analogy through the through the fitness world, right? They have a goal, whether they want to lose weight or they're training for some some event, and then if you just got to start. You just got to start and take action because you could tell yourself, okay, I'll start in three months. I'll start in six months, et cetera. Well, that, that time will pass. And a year from now, you could be potentially in the same place where you're at. And if you just start, and it may take you a year, it may take you two years, but just start and start the path move, moving forward a little bit toward, towards that goal. Um, and you can ultimately achieve big things. And it's it just step, little small step after small step. And and you know, to to the other thing you mentioned about you know, look at where where should I should I start? Like I, I just for me, I knew nothing. Like I I just knew nothing. It's like okay, let me go on the internet and oh, I found this you know found some websites, found some some forums, etc. Let me just go look at meetups. Let me just absorb as much knowledge as I can and read as many books as I can about this topic, and eventually was able to get my foot in the door 
with some an investor who said, hey, you know, I have some properties I'm looking to sell. And, and, and then from there, it was, let me get my foot in the door to some small multifamily. Where's those groups or those people that are in that space? How can I get around them? And then, oh, I was able to get some mid-sized multifamily. And then it's just, you know, slowly, again, I just keep moving forward and try to get in the next, the next door, the next opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, and I, I do think that, you know, sort of fitness example is very, um, it's a great analogy for, for business as well. Cause it's true. It's like you, he, he, Brandon Turner talks about this a lot, right? Like, you yeah. know, if you want to be in shape and have a six pack and, but everybody knows what to do, right? Everybody knows, but you need to, you need to actually do it. You need to, yeah. you need to put in the work. You need to decide, you know, that it's important enough to you. And so, same thing here in in business like you need to have you need some of that knowledge and i and i don't i'm not seeing saying that everybody knows what to do to have a real estate business but the knowledge is accessible right yeah. now you know everything is is very accessible in terms of uh information now you have you have books podcasts the internet like there's all kinds of ways to learn but ultimately at the end of the day you're going to have to do something and to actually and sort of achieve those goals so I, again, I, I I sort of go back to where you said, you know, give me six months to figure this out. And it's like, it's not that it's not to say at the end of six months, you knew everything there is to know about real estate investing. What you knew is what do I need to know to get started? Right. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, here's here's my my time frame and 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 put some of those constraints on it so that you'll you'll actually sort of make yourself do it. For sure. And and a lot of times you see it with the, the whole comparison trap because you're starting out, I I have nothing. And but I'm I'm reading and I'm seeing all this stuff through social media, through these forms. Look at these people, they scaled so fast or they have all this. I'll never, I'll never achieve that. And, and again, I hate, you know, keep going back to the fitness analogy, but it's the same thing. People will come into the gym and they go, oh, well, I want to look like that, but okay, I'll never, I'll never achieve it. But so they started somewhere. You started somewhere, you, you, you know, um, whether it is picking up a book or whatever it might be. And for me, it was just, okay, I just got to pick up the book. I got to log in and to this website and I'm going to read all about it on the bigger pockets forums. And then I'm going to go to some meetups and then I'm going to go talk to this investor here. And it starts a single family rental. And then it goes to maybe a triplex of a four unit, then a 10 unit and et cetera. And you just learn from it. You learn and build on it from my first business 15, 16 years ago in my mid 20, my early twenties to open up. I knew nothing about the fitness world. I just knew that I, I wanted to do something different and I wanted to, okay, maybe own my own business how can I do that? Well, let's just start doing some research on business out there. And then I realized I don't want to start my own business. Why don't I go to the, the the franchise space? And that's where, whether it's, you know, a Dunkin' Donuts, a McDonald's, whatever it might be for someone, you know, just, it may work for them. It, it may not, whatever, but just start somewhere. And then you can grow over time to, uh, you know, just keep moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's not, you know, we're, where you start doesn't necessarily mean that's going to be how it ends up. You, you, you start, you might start in, I know people that started in multifamily and now they do only self-storage or, or, you know, whatever. I know people that started as active investors and now they're only passive yeah. because they didn't like it. They didn't, they didn't want to put that much work into it, but there's, <clears throat> there's just, gosh, there's just so many different ways 
to make make yourself or make make something better of your life basically if you if you want to right if you if you see i want something different i want something better you know and i'm not i'm not even talking like from a monetary standpoint this is like i want more time i want you know whatever it is i want to be in better shape that all these things they're there for you you just you just have to to go do it you just have to, to decide that it that it matters enough to to take that action thousand percent Todd, t t tell me about you know kind of maybe tell us about a, a recent acquisition, some something kind of kind of where you're at um, in terms of your progression. Yeah, I you know right right now what I really love doing is because we we talked about like business and we talked about systems and 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 scaling it and what we really like trying to do with our with our company now is providing options and education to busy working professionals, business owners because I'm still since I'm still in that world of owning, we have a separate company that owns, you know, the the franchises is what I notice, and, and and as I've been doing this from my own personal portfolio, then bringing it to to starting to scale and get larger apartment buildings, where we can bring in investors, is I see a lot of in a lot of business owners, a lot of busy professionals, kind of say, "Oh, I always wanted to do that. I always would love to get into real estate, but I don't want to be the landlord. I don't know. I don't know where to where to start." And I also find they love what they do. Like they love, you know, they love being a doctor. They love owning their own construction company or they love being a gym owner. They work in the gym or they own multiple, multiple locations and, and franchises or multiple different types of franchises out there. They just don't know, okay, how do I get in, into, into maybe investing in real estate? So what we're trying to do is, is educate those professionals out there or in my network, a lot of these business owners to say, hey, you know, you guys do what you want to do do what you're great at but just like diversification of like gym owners they look at markets and go hey we're going to open up a gym well you're not going to put 10 of your gyms in one market like they're going to look at different markets so we try to say hey you need to do that from a diversification standpoint from investments think about your future there and a lot of them just know the stock market if we can provide them with an opportunity to invest passively in real estate that's what we're trying to do right now is is let them know that I can be, I know how, I know what they're dealing with operating and running a gym or a franchise or a business, or even in the corporate world. Cause I was there for over 15, over 15 years uh, before I left to really uh, pursue real estate and, and my passion here. So if we can give them that opportunity, that's what, that's what we're, tr we're trying to do right now. In regards to a, a recent acquisition, you know, we're looking at a few different markets. Markets. We look with some other operators or partners because, again, as I'm talking to to potential investors, we don't want to just focus on one market. We try to look at a di at different markets that might be a good fit for them. We uh, we recently acquired that that we're operating a property up in the Lehigh Valley. It's just outside of Philadelphia, so it's a smaller submarket of of the Phil of Philadelphia market there, where there's really good population and job growth. So you don't hear that a lot from the Northeast, right? You hear people moving out in New York, going down south to a lot of markets. But what we try to focus too is there's going to be those submarkets, those smaller markets that doesn't matter what the overall the larger city or the larger MSA might be. But if there's we're in a logistics hub, right? The Lehigh Valley is an area where you can up here, there's a lot of manufacturing, medical, 
industrial logistics up here. So th this market, the job growth and the population growth is really strong. So we've been focusing there most most recently. That's great. And I, I mean, a couple of things that you, you talked about there, I think that are, are really important to, to point out. One is you said you, you're talking to investors. Well, let me use that a second. You're using this time, this, this time right now in the market, it, it's hard to find deals. Like that's no yeah. secret. Um, there's a, there's a lot of like deal flow is, is way down just because of interest rates and what people are, people don't want to sell if they don't have to right now, there, there's a lot of that going on. So, so deal flow is slow. It's not that there aren't deals. It's just, there's a lot less to, to look at. So focusing on, and, and I'm trying to do the same in my business, focusing on systems or investor outreach or whatever education, whatever you can in the meantime, uh, is, is very smart. But you said something when you when you um, talked about sort of talking to investors and, and people um, that you're educating about what you're doing. And you, you said, you know, some of them love what they do. And I think that we do hear a lot about, uh, you know, in in general, it's like, oh, I want to I want to quit my job. So I'm going to go into real estate. That seems to be, for whatever reason, a, you know, sort of a driving factor. And even even within it, it's like there's this little club of how quickly did you get in get out of your w2 like yeah. that that sort of thing and it's it, it's fine like it, it's great if that's what you if that's your goal is to get out of your w2 so that you can you know and, and use real estate to do that awesome but there's lots of people that do love what they do and doesn't mean that they can't be involved in real estate and, and passively is is probably the easier path but they can be also involved actively but it, it's just something that um you know, kind of interesting to point out is, is I think a lot of times that people in, in the professions that, that they may already have a profession that they have a passion about. And in there, again, trying to find a way to, to sort of, you know, make their money work harder for them. And then offering them these passive investment opportunities is, is really important to, to, and educating them about them is important to, to allow them to have that, you know, kind of, forward-looking freedom that they might want yeah because you're you're right about that there's just you know, we're in it and we we talk like oh how soon like you said did you get out of your w2 you were like six months and you were out or whatever three years okay but that's just because we're in it and the circle and and the people we might be talking with and 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 go into these these meetings and conferences but there's millions of people out there that want nothing to do with it just like hey they invest in you know, 401ks and mutual funds, et cetera, but they're not going into like, let me go work at that company or let me go be an investment banker yeah. and same when it comes to real estate. So if we can provide them that opportunity to just, again, invest for whatever they're passionate about, maybe it is for their retirement, maybe it is they do want to leave a W-2 and they want some passive income, but they want to go become, you know, a fly fisherman or whatever it might be, if we can provide that opportunity. I'm also of the mindset, that abundance mindset, where there's plenty out there for everyone. And when we're talking to investors, and you mentioned deal flow, deal flow, you're still probably seeing deals and underwriting, but they've definitely slowed down. And in our business, it's very, I think relationships play a very large key in that, whether it's with brokers, whether it's with potential investors, whether it's with other operators, et cetera, there, you got to build those relationships. And right now that's what we're doing. We're trying to build those relationships with the, you know, the brokers or, or potential sellers or even, even investors. But then for us, you know, I, I 
those business owners, that network that if you want to say I'm kind of in, as I talk to a lot of those owners, if they're ready to invest now, I'm not like, well, we don't have a deal or we're not part of something right now. I'll gladly share that information or say, why don't you go talk to Jason? I think you should connect with Jason because just like diversification of whether it's stocks and mutual funds, investments, business, your markets, I believe that too in investing in real estate, especially if you're going to invest passively in syndications, why not? You should probably invest with other operators, other markets, because just because maybe I have a handful of investments in one market, you know, you might want to go look at, or I think you should go probably look at a different market. Don't put all your eggs in, in one in one basket there, one operator. Now, some people may go, no, I really love Jason and I think he's great. So I'm just going to get, do it, you know, give him all my investments. That's great too. But if for, for me, I'm not of the mindset of we're just going to keep our investors, our investors, because ultimately if I can help them out and they go to Jason or they go to the next person invest passively, you know, the next time come around, it could be six months, it could be a year from now, they're going to remember hopefully, oh yeah, you know, Todd did put me in the right direction and made a really, really good investment and, and they might be willing to invest with us in the future. Yeah, no, hundred percent agree. I mean, it, you know, we, we... <laughs> We do we do a lot about you know people talk a lot about we're we're offering opportunities and and how yeah. how generous uh, we are to have these real estate investments and it yeah. but the reality is, is if th if that's really what it is then then exactly what you just said is true right it's like if if I don't have a deal right now and and I had a, a, this literally just happened like I had an investor uh, reach out to me he's like do you have any deals I was like no I don't but let me let me connect you with you know people who who do so it's just the it's a it it should be that sort of abundance mindset and sort of you know sharing now and and that's where the relationships it, your point about relationships is really important because you also don't want to send them to just anybody right so you're going to yeah. send them to someone that you trust and so then building those relationships with other sponsors that you might um partner with on future deals or you might just have this example of of a of a investor that wants to place some capital and and you feel comfortable sending them to that person if if you don't have a deal at that point. So I think I think it's a really great point about that and kind of what what um you know what the what the spirit of it should be is that it, we we are we are out to to help the investors. Absolutely. I I think that's your number one, right? You you are especially uh, as a GP or an operator there, you're taking someone's capital and you are that steward of their capital where if I'm referring them to someone else, I want to make sure that I can trust that person with their capital and they're, and, and they're vetted, just like you said. So that relationship's important. And that's not just something, oh, I just met this person. You know, they sent me a message on, you know, Facebook or Instagram. Sure. Yeah. Here, go put your million dollars over here. It's going to be that relationship, that track record that that person's had that I know, hey, they're, they're in good hands over there and I'm comfortable with it. Because again, I'm, I don't, I'm not going to say for someone who's looking to place some capital, just sold their business or has an opportunity to be like, nah, hang on to it. I got something and string them along. I'll be straightforward, right. very honest and say, you know, we don't have a deal right now. I don't have something open for you to place your funds, but I know this person does. And I would trust them or I've been, you know, I've done it where, cause I've invest, I invest passively too. And I've invested with this operator, I invested with that operator. I, you know, I put my own money there. So I'm, a, you know, I would trust them obviously. So go ahead. They have a current deal, go, go, or they have a fund even right now that we've funneled some people towards. Yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree. 
Um, well, let me switch gears, Todd. I want to get to ask you the questions that I ask each guest. Um, the first one being uh, based on the name of the show. So, so what is your why? What what drives you towards success? Yeah, ultimately, my my biggest my biggest why I think is is just that that growth that I could be a better person than than I am today. And by better person, it really boils down. You know, if you said my my why is truly family. But for me to be, you know, to have to be a better father, a better dad, you know, brother, son, et cetera, I always got to be growing and I always got to got to be learning and I always got to be moving forward, as I said earlier. So just keep moving forward for me. Um, that's going to be be my ultimate why. And that's really why I started this journey. You know, how many years ago was knowing that eventually my wife and I would have a family and what could we do, whether it's start our own business to make sure we could have have the time and the availability as we started to you know, raise kids. And, and, and that's really led us on this path and kind of drives me every day. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely understand that, that sentiment. Um, tell us something about yourself that isn't common knowledge, special skill, a hobby, uh, just so, anything you're comfortable uh, sharing with the audience to know you a little better. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say um, it's a, a special skill. I'm a big, I love to golf. Now I wouldn't say I'm good at it, but I just <laughs> I just enjoy being outdoors and uh, skiing right now. Again, skiing's in come winter time. We lo we love as a family to go skiing, whether it's up here in the Northeast, which sometimes isn't the best, or if we're we're out west, we go out west for for some skiing as well. So that's kind of our biggest hobbies. And then again, as I've already talked about, being in the fitness health and fitness space, we're we're big advocates being outdoors. We did in the past have done a lot of those uh, obstacle course races. Have you ever like those. you know the yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah tough yeah. mutters and yeah, I love those. Those are those, yeah, they're great. Awesome. Um, yeah, those are I I've done a like a bunch of different you know like when you get out of college if you're if you're yeah. into athletics and in high school and college you get out of college like there's not as there's not as much for like a, like I I did track throughout and I was a sprinter. It's like there's no like old guy sprint competitions no, like that that's <laughs> right. not a, a thing anymore so I started to get into the you know running I did some marathons but I never really enjoyed it and then I did I don't know what the first one I did like a Tough Mudder or something like that and I was like this is a blast this like mm -hmm. takes your mind off of that you're just running for miles and miles which is what like the monotony of of marathons and stuff like that it, it just gets to me but yeah put some put some fun obstacles in the middle of it <laughs> oh yeah for sure blast. For sure. Totally Bre breaks it up. I know what that means. Like tell me, Hey, go run a half marathon or something. It's like, Oh man, really? But throw in some obstacles. It's not like a comp yeah. that major of a competition. Right. That's pretty fun. Yeah. Suddenly it just becomes like a, a fun thing to do with friends. Um, yeah. When people hear this and they want to reach out to you, what's, what's the best way? Yeah. If, in regards to the real estate, if anyone wants to connect, I love connecting, meeting up with people for whether it's coffee, uh, meeting, uh, Zoom meeting like this or something, they can reach me at Todd at summitcap.co. Or if they want to reach and talk about business, the fitness world, um, other investment opportunities, whatever, I can also be reached at Todd at silenceinvestments.com. Yeah, cool. And we'll put those in the show notes. Um, final question for you, Todd, what's a piece of advice you would give to someone who is getting started? Um, they want to get into real estate, follow in your footsteps. What would you tell them? I would say just keep moving forward, you know, just put, take one step at a time, but just start. And just whether it's picking up a book, whether it's going online, reaching out to someone because time will pass that, that 
hey, I'll start in three months or six months could turn into a year, two years, et cetera. So just start and don't matter. How, it does not matter how long the journey takes. If it takes you a year, it takes you two years. But as long as you're moving forward, just keep doing that. Yeah, I love that. It's a great piece of advice. Um, well, listen, thank you, Todd, for coming on. I appreciate you taking the time. I really uh, am glad we can get your story out there. I think people are going to love love hearing what you've gone through and um, your journey into real estate. I think it, it is it is really pretty motivational. So thank you for your for your taking your time and coming on. No, thank you, Jason, for having me. I'm really looking forward to this. Awesome. And folks listening, um, I know you're going to love this episode. Please like, rate, and review so we can get more great guests like Todd. All right, have a great day. I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you.